I'm going to give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, that's okay. So I have two thoughts on that, actually. One, you already had a roadblock and you pivoted. And I think being able to pivot when necessary in order to be successful in your career is necessary because it's not linear. It's not always going to go the way you want it to go. Sometimes when you feel like shit's hitting the fan, it's actually the universe's way of getting you to go in the direction where you need to go. So you have to be open to those pivots, which you've already encountered. And the other part that you just said was, and if it's not for me and I decide that down the line, that's okay. You have grace built in for yourself. And I think that's a really hard thing to do. And I think it's something a lot of women struggle with. So it's really nice to see the example of someone saying, I'm going to give it my best. And if it doesn't go as I planned, that's okay. Hey guys, welcome to the Power and Persistence podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Blois, business owner, mentor, self-care advocate, manifester, wife, and mama of two. This podcast is designed to make you feel seen and inspired. Join me for honest and raw conversations with successful women and purpose-driven entrepreneurs. We'll explore how they imperfectly but persistently juggle career, family, and relationships, all while honoring their authentic selves. Let's dive in. I'm so excited you guys are here because I'm opening my doors to my one-on-one coaching program, Find Your Yes, because we all deserve to live a life that feels like a hell yes. Women are leaders, and leadership is found in entrepreneurship, leading teams within a business, volunteer organizations, your community, and at home with your family. Whether you're desiring to make a transformation into leadership or you want to up-level your skills to become a more effective leader, this program is for you. I've been leading at work and at home for over a decade, and this is what I know. It wasn't until I did the inner work that I personally needed to do that my leadership skills really improved. And that's why I created the Find Your Yes program. So you don't have to do the inner work alone. As someone who has been there, I will guide you as we work through your shadows, heal past traumas, overcome self-limiting beliefs, and watch you transform from the inside out. So if you're ready to create a life that feels like a hell yes, head over to www.jessieblois.com forward slash contact to book a call or head over to my Instagram at jessieblois and send me a DM. I'm so excited to connect and to find your yes. Today, I am joined by Jackie Wexler and I'm really, really happy to have you here, Jackie. Jackie and I have known each other for, gosh, like seven years now. Our daughters met when they were two and... Jackie and I have been able to watch each other through the past seven years of life, kind of just go through all of the different stages. And I wanted to bring Jackie on today because Jackie has made a really big, courageous life decision that we're going to talk about. But first, a little bit about Jackie is, for the most part, you grew up here in the area where we live, and you are married and a mommy of two. You were in the entertainment industry working in um, marketing and with prominent entertainment companies. And then Jackie decided to be a stay-at-home mom and has been doing that for, gosh, a good handful of years. And now you're back in real estate, doing something brand new, going back to work. And I'm really excited to be talking about it. So thank you so much for being here, Jackie. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is so great. Yeah, it's so great to have you here. And you're the first guest I've had on 
that we get to talk about something really new and really inspiring. You have made a really big decision to not only go back to work, but in a career that you didn't have before, you decided to stay home with your kids. So lots of new new ventures for you. Um, But before we get into that, give us a little bit of background about you, your childhood, um, college, how you met your husband. Just kind of catch us up to today. Okay. Um, So basically, I um, grew up in the Valley. I grew up in Calabasas. I lived in Woodland Hills. Um, I moved there when I was really little from the East Coast. Um, And my parents bought their home there when I was about like four or five years old. Um, and so I lived in the West Valley for practically my entire life. Um, unfortunately I had a pretty rough childhood. Um, I was faced with some, um, mental illness in my family, um, with my mom. Um, so that was in, um, that was just something that was a big part of my life, um, and sort of kind of creeps in now, um, every now and then, but it is also a thing that helps me stay positive and move forward. Um, and always, you know, remind myself that there's self-care and that to love myself and, and always do things for my family, my kids and me. So, um, basically, you know, I lived in the Valley. I grew up there. Um, and then I went to college at Cal State Northridge. I lived in Northridge. Um, and then I, um, graduated and moved to Brentwood and lived there for a while. Um, and that's where I met my husband. I was working in the entertainment industry. I worked for DreamWorks and I also worked for a big PR firm um, in Hollywood. And I worked in entertainment doing consumer marketing. Um, and I did a lot of like big celebrity events and premieres and um, concerts and all sorts of logistical crazy stuff. And my work hours were insane. Um, and we worked for luxury brands or I worked for luxury brands. Um, so the level was taken up a notch. Um, so I learned how to just basically hustle um, right off the bat. And um, I loved it. I really, really loved it. It was, it was a huge part of me. Um, and Mitch and I met and we ended up getting married and moving to Encino. And at that point, we decided to have kids and we had my youngest, um, I mean, my oldest. And um, when he was born, I decided to sort of take a rest from my really time consuming job and stay at home with him. Um, and I did that and it was really rewarding. I did a lot of the mommy and me's and I did a lot of, you know, everything you could. Um, I threw myself into, um, I think because of my childhood, I was able to kind of give him what I kind of lost. I feel like, um, as a child, um, and it was really special to me. So I was really excited to do that. And then I had my daughter and we moved out this way to Westlake. Um, And I experienced that stuff with her too, which was really special. And I reached a point where after COVID, I kind of was like, you know what? I want to do something for myself. It's really important for me to be the best mom that I can be to my kids. But I also felt like a missing piece. So I wanted to kind of jump back into that corporate world. And I've always wanted to get back into real estate or not back into real estate. I never did real estate, but I wanted to get into real estate because I had so many friends moving out this way from the Valley that I helped, um, you know, figure out which school district they wanted, what neighborhood they wanted. Um, and so I helped so many people unofficially. So I felt like it was 
the best choice for me to kind of jump in and and try to do it. And I got my license and I, you know, landed a couple great opportunities and I chose a really good one that's helped me grow. And I've had some successes so far. I've got some buyers. I've got a listing coming up. Um, so I'm really excited. It's been great. That's really exciting. Okay. So you just gave me a lot of information. I'm going to hit on a bunch of points, but I want to talk about you graduate. You have this career that you love. You've obviously put a lot of time and energy into getting yourself to this place where you're working at really prominent companies and and you're loving it. So it's not like I hated my career. I had burnout. You're not at that point. When you decided to stay home when you after you had your first baby, was that a decision that you and Mitch came to together? Is that something you knew kind of as you referenced your your childhood that you always wanted to do? Was that kind of a decision you made in that moment for yourself? How did you decide, I am going to walk away from what I've worked so hard to achieve and I'm confident in that decision? So it was interesting because I really did love that job. Um, I felt proud having that job. And um, it was interesting to leave it because... I did have a slight burnout. Um, there was a lot of travel involved. There was a lot of grueling hours, as you know, entertainment can be. Um, and so as because of the type of work that it was, even though I loved it and I was proud of it, I wasn't sure that I could sustain it with having a child in minimum. It didn't really, yeah, it didn't really lend yeah. itself to motherhood. So did you know right. then? when you guys were deciding to start a family, that this was probably the decision you were going to make? It was kind of a before Raiden's name decision? It was a little bit, yeah. I was I was pregnant, and and it was a little bit before Braden came. We sort of came to the conclusion that, you know, let's just see how it goes, um, and, and let's try, you know, to, or let me try to do this stay-at-home mom thing. And And in my head, to be honest with you, I looked at it as like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Like, I didn't actually envision that I would become a stay-at-home mom. Like, from, mm -hmm. you know, when I graduated college, in my head, I was like, I want to be a successful working woman. If you know me, I don't sit still. Like, I am always trying to find something to do. Um, I I am a very busybody, and I like to work. So um, for me, in my head, I was like, well, maybe this will be fun. I'm going to try this. I'm, gonna, I'm able to do it. My husband can sustain it. and. It might, you know, give me that opportunity to be with my kids. And I, you know, my mom wasn't really around when I was a kid. And so for me, I really just wanted to, you know, have that opportunity to be with my kids and see if it was something that would work out for me. Um, don't get me wrong, though. There were moments where I was like, oh, did I make the mm -hmm. decision? Because I really did love what I did, which kind of led me to where I'm at today. So and my kids are getting a little bit older now. And so yeah, I so let's let's great. talk about your kids' ages because they're not five and three. Right. You really dedicated a good chunk of years to them. They're 12 and eight. Yeah. So Jackie really was able to stay home. Listen, I think it's a very amazing decision. I, as a mom with with my first one, had really bad postpartum. So the idea of staying home was really scary because for me, I overthink, I get in my head, I'm not talking to an adult. It it turns into its own shitstorm for me to be a stable mom. However, 
I think it's a beautiful thing to do if it speaks to you. And it's it's hard. That is hard work. I mean, for one, on one end, someone constantly needs you. But then also, you're really interacting with someone young all day long. And a lot of people, that's that's a challenge to not have different types of stimulation. So you really went from being in this really busy corporate world, traveling, interacting with busy, important people to now your focus is this little guy. So that's such a shift, such a mindset shift. Did you feel that or you were just, okay. It was was a challenge, a hundred percent. And there were days where, you know, I would say to Mitch, I made the wrong choice. What was I Mm. thinking? And I loved being home with him. Don't get me wrong. Um, It was challenging. And so that's sort of why I ended up actually throwing myself into the kids' lives as much as I did. I volunteered a ton at the elementary schools. Um, I was on the PFA for a long time. Um, And so I had to build up a community um, in order to sustain my happiness in that role. So that was why I jumped in and did all of these things, because I wanted to be around other people and I wanted to be around other adults. And so it actually was amazing in the long run because I was able to build up a large community that, you know, now my kids are solid and stable and, you know, they're, you know, comfortable in their in in their surroundings because I was able to be there all the time and help mm-hmm. them adjust as young children. Yeah. And you you've mentioned that you wanted to give them what you didn't have. Was that also a very conscious decision from the beginning or something that you intuitively felt as you became a mom? Because I would imagine, I know, when we experience childhood trauma, and listen, I'm not talking big trauma, small trauma. Everybody's trauma is subjective. Some's bigger than the other, but it is what it is for each individual person. When we experience that, it is very natural and easy I don't want to say natural, but it's definitely easy to repeat the patterns. Right. You have, if you're going to break cycles, it's a very conscious decision. And so it's typically a very hard decision because you're learning how to act differently and you're choosing to be a cycle breaker. And I just want to commend you because I've watched you for a lot of years. You are very intentionally a very involved, caring mom all the time. So you really broke a cycle. So was that you knew from the get-go as you were growing up or just how did that happen? Um, you know, to be honest with you, it was more of like a, um, I don't, I, I don't know if it was intentional or not. It was just something that for me, I just felt inside that I, I wanted to give my kids the best childhood that I could. And I don't know if it was because I struggled as a child and went through all of the things that I went through. And I unfortunately wasn't given the opportunities that my children are blessed with today. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt that I wanted my kids to have a happy, joyful life. And I wanted to be the one to help them get there. So, yeah. Must feel pretty damn good to know you're succeeding at that. Yeah, thank you. They're pretty good kids. And pretty yeah, good. and they're definitely happy. Yeah, for sure. They are. 
I told you the other day I saw Raiden, who we just mentioned is 12, and I thought, oh my God, did this kid grow up? It's so, it's so nuts. He was with his grandparents and he was taking care of them. Yeah. He was helping them. I just, oh my God, when did this little boy become the one facilitating the whole event? It's really crazy. It's wild to see them grow up. Yeah. Okay. So now we're up to where we are. Your husband has, he's a dentist. He has long hours. You're used to being home for 11 years on your own for a lot of it because Mitch gets home so late. And then you decide, I'm going to kind of shake this whole thing up. So if you're used to doing like early in the morning till dinner time or longer, all of a sudden you're not going to be as available for all of that. So why now? Why was now the time that you decided I'm going to do it? Um, I think so. I've wanted to do it for a long time. And like I said before, I've had friends that I've helped get out this way. And every time I'm texting with them and every time they're asking me questions about what school is good and what area is good or, help, you know, send me houses. And the whole time I'm doing it, I'm texting them, God, I really should get my license. I really should get my license. And it took me so long because I actually tried, to be honest with you, when my youngest, Brooklyn, was, I think, two. I paid for okay. the courses. Um, and I started doing them, um, online If I just didn't have the time at, really at all at that point. She was in pre preschool, just starting like two days a week for like three hours or whatever it was. And my husband, you know, doesn't work at home. He's gone in his office. So I tried, it was difficult and it was the wrong time. Um, fast forward to today, my kids are eight and 12. Um, don't get me wrong. I still don't have much time because I have a crazy life. My kids are involved in so much stuff. Um, but they're in school all day. And um, my son is very independent, as you said. Um, he can manage and he can help. Um, and I'm sort of making it work. They're a little bit older now. And I kind of looked at it like, you know what? I sort of want to show my daughter, like, you can do this. You can do anything you want to do. And even though I never, you know, worked in her eyes, I showed her that, you know, you could always do what you put your mind to. And so I think for her, it was exciting to see me succeed and actually, you know, pass the test and get my license and get a job and go into the office and put on, you know, high heels and, you know, go to open houses and go to showings and talk to buyers and do all of this stuff. I think she she can see that you can put your mind, you know, if you put your mind to something, you can do it. And so I felt it was the right time. It's definitely a juggle. Um, my kids are involved in a lot. I do carpool in the afternoon, but all of that stuff also helps me build my business. I'm meeting people everywhere in this community. And so, um, you know, down the road, they won't be around as much, my kids, and I'll miss them, but at least I'll have something else too. So, mm -hmm. so you talked about showing her that you can do it. And I think it's a really important lesson. It's a conversation we actually have in our house a lot. When something's hard or challenging, we talk about what type of person do you want to be? What, you know, what do you want to be like as an adult? Well, and if you want to be X, Y, or Z, those people keep going when it's hard. They believe they can do hard things. They don't quit and they don't give up and they continue to believe in themselves even when it's challenging, right? Like you can apply all those 
areas to their life. Did are your kids asking questions? Are they kind of watching you do this? Or are they involved, especially Brooklyn, asking about what you're doing, how you're doing it, and kind of taking in the information from all different aspects, right? Like, why are you getting dressed like that? Why are you going back to work? Why did, why realist, whatever she's asking? So, yeah, um, my kids definitely were asking questions a lot more in the beginning. Um, but I will say... Mm-hmm. I when I first got my license and started looking for a brokerage to work for and all of that was happening, they were so excited. They were asking me every day, like, oh, so who did you meet with today? And what is it? Like, where is it? And 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 when I, you know, landed, you know, where I landed and, you know, they were asking me questions every day, you know, how's it going? And so they are very involved. Um, I will admit it's it's stressful starting a new business in a new profession and a new everything at 40. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Um, and so there are tough days and, and real estate is hard. It's not an easy job. And the market, well, especially right now. Yeah. And the market is tough. And so I have to say it's been a little it's been great, but it's also been a little rocky. And so some days, you know, they overhear me telling my husband, you know, the frustrations that I have, you know, that come up throughout the day and He's so supportive and great. But I have to say, like, I was thinking about, you know, the name of your podcast, which involves persistence. Mm-hmm. And in my head and heart, I feel like I have to keep going and I mm-hmm. have to. It, it, persistence matters. And mm-hmm. so I will succeed because I'm going to be persistent and my kids see that determination. And so. um so, yeah, they're involved. They're supportive. They see the whole spectrum. So. Listen, it is so good that they see the hard, too. Our children need to learn that it's not always easy. It's not always a piece of cake and life doesn't just get handed to you. That it's okay for it to be hard, but this is how you handle it. Just like I think if you're going to have a more heated discussion with your spouse, I'm not opposed to doing that in front of my children because I want them to see healthy conflict and how it's resolved. And that doesn't mean relationships crumble, right? Like we show them when it's good, they see when it's a little difficult, and then we walk them through how you get through those moments. Because to be a woman in the working world, you do have to be persistent. Right. And when I started business ownership, I never would have thought being a woman would matter as much oh come on like we're all in this together now it is different we do have to work a little bit harder and the different challenges and it's really important for our children to see that you don't just stop you don't just right give up right you keep yeah you keep going i think it's beautiful life lessons that they're being presented with and Braden is watching his dad support his wife and Brooklyn's watching how a woman should be supported by her husband. There's so many different things happening in that moment that they're getting to witness in real time. Yeah. So it's great. Okay, so you take the test, you pass the test. Now you have this whole blank canvas ahead of you. Were you scared shitless? Were you excited? Were you both? Um, I will say the test was difficult. Um, it's not an easy test to take. Um, and when I passed it, I was super excited. So, um, 
I literally called every brokerage I possibly could. And I called every team um, and I have friends that have teams and I called them and I, I weighed out every single option I could because I was so excited. But I also was really new and didn't understand how this whole thing worked. So I really just wanted to get the most information possible because what's so crazy about this business is because it's an independent business where everybody works basically for themselves, every single agent and every single team and every single brokerage runs things differently. So for me, I wanted to make sure that I found the right fit because I was going to be doing this for the long haul. Um, so I was super excited. And um, yeah, I was just, it was, it was a really exciting time for me, for sure. It was kind of like you just hit the ground running. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And then when did you start hitting hurdles or thinking, how am I going to do this? And maybe not even with getting yourself up and running, but how did that start to impact home life? What was the transition like for everybody? So when I first started, I um, ended up joining a team and um, it was a really great experience. I learned a lot from them. Um, and I ended up, I, my, I guess my first hurdle was um, within the first couple months, I ended up leaving that team um, because they had some structural changes um, and they ended up going to a different brokerage that I, you know, wasn't really a fit for me. Um, so I sort of found myself back in that shuffle, um, which kind of felt a little, um, I, I felt like I was floundering a little bit because I wasn't expecting that change. Um, so I had to kind of start from scratch a little bit and figure out really which direction I wanted to go. Um, and ultimately I ended up going out on my own. Um, and I'm at a great brokerage in Westlake, like right down the street from me. Um, and they are so incredibly supportive there. Um, you walk in the door and everyone's got a smile on their face. There is so much life in that office. Um, and they are so helpful. And so I feel as an independent agent, which I wasn't sure I wanted to do, um, getting into this, I really thought I was going to join a team and sort of, you know, build with a team. Um, but because of unexpected changes, I ended up on my own. But I really feel like this is where I'm succeeding. Um, I feel like I am branding my own company. Um, mm -hmm. I am an agent and people are hiring me because of me, mm -hmm. um, not because of the umbrella that I'm under. Um, real estate is a really personal job. So I feel like you have to connect with the agent, um, on a personal level. And so for me, I am connecting with people because I understand their circumstance because I walk their life in some way that connects us. So, um, the hurdles that I've faced, of course, are, you know, just timing, um, and, and, and what time I can put into this whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm giving it my all and doing the best that I can, but definitely there are days where I just can't finish my to-do list. And I've never had that really. I've had the luxury of time and I've had the luxury to, you know, not work and kind of sit at my desk and be like, okay, check, 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 done. Hey, let's move on with the day. And that just sort of doesn't happen anymore um, because I'm, you know, busy working on, you know, marketing and prospecting and trying to get business 
Um, and, and, you know, I have a couple buyers and I have a, a listing coming up. And so I'm working with that seller trying to, you know, fix up their house. And I'm working with these buyers trying to meet them for appointments. And I'm trying to squeeze it in all in the time frame that my kids are in school. And then in the afternoons, if they're at sports, I'll hop over to another showing or whatever. Because my kids are now at the age that I can drop them off at activities. I don't have to sit there. And so it's definitely a juggle. Um, it's the- definitely a juggle. Yeah. So that's, you know, it is it is what it is. And I'm managing and, you know, the busier I get and and once I start, you know, having like a influx of more income and whatever it is, I will hire more help for sure. But right now I've got it under control and I can manage it, but it is definitely a juggling situation. (laughs) Do you feel are you able to find the calm in the jungle or is it uncomfortable for you at this time? Um, There are definitely moments of of uncomfortable um because i'm still just trying to figure out the method to this madness yeah um it is madness yeah it is madness right we can do it we do do it yeah but it is it's literally a juggle at any one point you have a ball in the air and the other ones are not there's no way to keep them all in the air at the same time right And I will say on the weekends, because a lot of real estate happens on the weekends, because the buyers, you know, Mm -hmm. during the week. And so they'll text me, can you show me this house on Saturday at 10 a.m.? And if my daughter's soccer game, I have to miss it. And that's okay because I have a husband who works all week long, but he's open on the weekends. And so he's like, I got it. And again, my kids are older. And so if worse comes to worse and my daughter has a game and my son has a game, my husband goes to one and my kid carpools to the other. Mm-hmm. It's really not um, that big of a deal. I've been to Well, it. yeah, I mean, that, I guess that's something I haven't even really thought about. You're not just juggling your family schedule. You're juggling your buyer schedule and it's your job to be available. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a lot of balls in the air. For sure. <laughs> so getting started in a new field, did you seek out mentorship at all or at least somebody that you could go to for questions or guidance is that something the company provided for you or something that you kind of sought out independently so you had to go to because I would imagine you have questions that arise as you're learning this field yes so when I first started like I said I was a part of a team and and the team leaders were my mentors and they were really great they provided me with tons of info and they were so supportive. Um, and when I ended up going out on my own, I went to a brokerage, like I said before, that is super supportive. And what I liked about them was that the company provided mentors to me. Um, okay. And I met the mentors ahead of time to make sure that I clicked with them because mm-hmm. I think that's important. And to make sure that yes. I felt they were people that I could pick up the phone and call because I I am new to this and I am a perfectionist. And so I don't want to make a mistake. I know mistakes happen and I know they will happen. And I accept that. But I want to do my best to get the most information that I possibly can to make this a flawless, seamless transaction type of thing and answer any of the questions that come about. So my company does provide me with two really, really great mentors that I can call an email. And they they have been so incredibly fantastic. On top of that, I have a really good friend that works in my brokerage who does very well there, and she has been so incredibly supportive to me. Um, so I really consider her a mentor in every way, and she mm-hmm. was not given to me by the company. She just happens to work there, and she has helped me through 
so much. So I have a really great team behind me, whether or not they are a part of my team. Mm -hmm. They are a part of my team because I think that, yeah, I think it's so important. I think we all have the option when we're starting something new to kind of go out there and figure it out for ourselves. But when you can seek out a mentor, do it. Do it, guys, because you are taking years and years of knowledge that somebody else has acquired and fitting it into a short amount of space. So your team gave it to you, which is beautiful. Some people have to pay for, you know, whatever kind of coach it is that you need. But I think it's so great that you made sure to seek that out and implement that because it saves so many years of learning through trial and error to just have someone there to guide you it and to give you so ideas important. that you may never come to on your own. For sure. A hundred percent. I am so grateful that I've had these people. They have, they have helped me so much on just like at any time I, you know, I'm like, oh, I've got this going on. Are you available? Yes. And they call, you know, and it's been really just a great thing. I, I highly recommend to anybody, like you said, getting into yeah. a new business or doing anything Mm -hmm. and a mentor it really it really makes an impact it's a game changer I really feel like I was able to truly scale my career and also on the other end working with coaches that just helped me level up to being the human I want to be when I implemented those mentors into my life because there are people that can help you figure out shit that you don't know how to figure out for yourself and you don't have to when you get the right mentorship but I think what you said about making sure you connected with them is really important because just like if we're going to a therapist or whatever it is that you're doing, you need to have that vibe. It has to connect for the relationship to be as effective as it can be. That's great. Okay, Jackie. So you decided I have this hobby. I'm going to go make it my career and you're going after it. But when times do get overwhelming or challenging or you're like what the hell am I doing what do you do for your self-care to take care of Jackie because I'm a big believer that if we're not feeling our best no one's gonna get the best us I 100% agree with that um so because this is all new and because this is all been a juggle i'm trying my best to find ways to just um find that time to just disconnect and reset um so i um i i find myself you know having to plug in time blocks of me time um so i you know i i exercise I hike I run I you know I listen to music I like to drink wine here and there so yeah. there's just things that I have to have to plug in you know seeing a friend for dinner or lunch or coffee or whatever all of those things help me disconnect for a second and then plug back in so yeah. um yeah so that's just it's just making sure that I find time in my daily life and my schedule to plug those moments in and that makes me a better person and do better at my role as a parent, my role as a wife, and my role as a working real estate agent. So it, um, it's just plugging in me time. 
Do you find it something that you're able to do daily? Because you said your daily life. Is it some weeks you can do it daily? Some weeks, like I caught in two Jackie moments. Um, how on top of incorporating this into your life are you or do you kind of let it flow? I kind of let it flow. Um, I definitely am missing some of that time I used to have. And so it's mm-hmm. funny because my husband will say to me, like, I'll be like, oh, man, I can't work out tomorrow. I'm so bummed. I, you know, I have a full day of, you know, this, this, this and that. And he was like, welcome to my life. Yeah. <laughs> I've been living this life for however many years. Yeah. So it's definitely an adjustment. Um, you know, I had much more time before to do all of those things. And so there's yeah. some days where I'm like, oh, man, I wish that I had the time. But I'm super grateful that, you know what, I'm out there and I'm doing things and I'm learning and I'm growing every day. So mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot less of that plugging in me time than there used to be. Um, and so I do, you know, I do and try my best to get it in there, but it's definitely lacking is, you know, it's not what I used to be. It's just, it's never easy to fit it all in. I know, I know there are women out there that get a bit 430 to do it, but it's just, I've, I've been that woman. I just can't be her again. I can't find that. So yeah, some days you do it. Yeah. Some days you don't. Right. I mean, I'm up early. I'm up at six, you know, yeah. and packing lunches and I'm getting my kids out the door and I'm yeah. with my dogs and I'm, you know, and so by the time like I get the kids out the door and, 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 you know, deal with everything else, I'm like, by 9 a.m., I've done so much. And yeah, so, you're ready for a nap. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yes. Waking up at four would help me squeeze in that workout sometimes. But yeah, but that's just too early, in my opinion. I have found that sometimes my self-care can be a beautiful hour where I can journal and meditate or I'm really I love listening, taking a good walk, being in the sun and listening to a really good soul reviving podcast. And sometimes like today, I have a busy day. My self-care was I took off my slippers and I spent five minutes walking around in my backyard, feeling the earth and feeling the sun. And that was it. So we all just juggle the best that we can. Yeah. All right. So you made the decision to step out of being at home where, I mean, you are in your comfort zone. Let's be honest. You really made a decision to step out of your comfort zone. And as hard as that is, guys, that is where the good shit happens. The comfort zone's comfortable for a reason. Um, what would the advice be that you would give to somebody who was considering a similar path? Um, I would say there's no harm in trying. And mm-hmm. if you don't try, you'll never know. Um, and for me, I've always wondered. And here I am trying and I'm trying my best and I'm being persistent. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, that's okay. So I'm going to give it my all. And if I reach a point where I'm like, you know what? This was a great experience, but I'm not sure that it's right for me. Then I will determine that when the time comes. But at least I'll know that I tried and I put in my all and I did something that I've always wanted to do. So my advice to someone feeling this way or in similar shoes is to just give it a shot. There's no harm in trying. 
I think that's great advice. And I just want to point out one thing that I'm really hearing from what you're saying is I'm going to give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, that's okay. So I have two thoughts on that, actually. One, you already had a roadblock and you pivoted. And I think being able to pivot when necessary in order to be successful in your career is necessary because it's not linear. It's not always going to go the way you want it to go. Sometimes when you feel like shit's hitting the fan, it's actually the universe's way of getting you to go in the direction where you need to go. So you have to be open to those pivots, which you've already encountered. And the other part that you just said was, and if it's not for me and I decide that down the line, that's okay. You have grace built in for yourself. And I think that's a really hard thing to do. And I think it's something a lot of women struggle with. So it's really nice to see the example of someone saying, I'm going to give it my best. And if it doesn't go as I planned, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited. I've loved watching you go after your dreams. I mean, I remember hearing you talk about it and now you're living it. And that's really inspiring. And it um, takes a village. It does. Like people like you who, you know, I'm like in a bind. Can you pick up my daughter? And I have so many people in my life that are, you know, that are willing to do that. So it takes a village. So thank you. Build that village. Build yourself around people that you know are happy to support you. And go after your dreams. Because we can do hard things. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, please rate, review, and follow along on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find out more about me at www.jessieblois.com and follow along at Facebook at Jessie Blois or on Instagram at, at Jessie Blois. See you again next week with another great episode.